God's love is unfailing. The next day, I went to the hospital and was prepped for surgery. While I was waiting, the nurse in the holding room wanted to administer a sedative to help me relax. I asked her to wait because I wanted to pray a prayer that I had written the night before. Right before the surgery, the surgical team gathered around me and we prayed. I prayed the way that I have taught thousands of people to pray. On that day, I truly had to walk the talk. After we prayed, the surgical team went to work. The surgery went well. The oncologist had to take out more tissue than expected. Because of that, the plastic surgeon had to do a lot of maneuvering to preserve my breast. In recovery, the plastic surgeon came by to make his post-operative checkup. Smiling, he said, Mrs. Caldwell, you are a praying woman. I told him that I knew the Lord would tell him what to do. He replied, It's not a matter of what to do. I know what to do. When I walk into the operating room, I just believe God is going to use me to do what needs to be done. And that's what happened with you. At the time, I was not aware of the plastic surgeon's faith in Jesus Christ. For the remainder of the day, I praised God for placing another faith-filled doctor on my team. After surgery, there was nothing left to do but wait for the pathology report, which would tell us if all the cancer had been removed. I continued to take the prescription God had given me. Three times a day, I prayed His word over my life. Five days later, one of the doctors called. The Lord really loves you, she said. Yes, I know that, I responded. No, you don't understand, she said. The Lord really loves you and really spoke through you. She said that they could see the miracle that had occurred in my body. She went on to explain that the cancer, one of the most aggressive of its type, sat inside a calcified area that was surrounded by a thinner calcified area. According to this doctor, it was as if those two areas kept the cancer from spreading like it should have. Because of where the cancer had been positioned, under the fold of the breast and close to the chest wall, if it had spread, it could have entered into a vascular area and eventually into the bloodstream. Praise the Lord, none of this happened. I am thoroughly convinced that God's prescription prevented the cancer from spreading. I cannot nor would I try to, explain why some people get their miracle instantaneously and why most people have to go through a process of healing. I do not want to have cancer again, but the experience I went through taught me how to trust God and forced me to use His Word more than I ever had before. As a result, my prayers were highly productive. The Word of God did not allow the cancer to stay in my body— and I got the opportunity to fully live what I had been teaching others for so long. Over the years, God has shown me key principles for 21st century praying. You will find them in the chapters that follow. These key principles can transform your prayer life. They will help you to enhance your relationship with God. And when that happens, you can't help but experience an increase in your prayer productivity rate. Basing prayer on these principles has produced miracles in my life and in the lives of others. I am confident these principles can produce miracles in your life, too.
I also believe that the uniqueness of what I teach is found largely in the answer to the question I am asked over and over again. What do you say when you pray? By the end of this book, you will understand not only why we are all called to pray, but also what we are called to say. And you will have the tools you need to pray effectively in answer to God's call. So keep listening. These important subjects will be covered. First, let's establish a definition of prayer and explore just what it is that makes prayer so practical and so powerful.